Okay, now it's live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Black Push, Push Talk. And today we have um, the CEO of New Order National, National Human, Rights Human Rights Organization, Mr. Gerald Rose, and his associate, Ms. Uh, Tamika, Tamika Streeter, the National yes. Spokesperson for New Order. Yes. <laughs> So welcome and congratulations. Thank you for joining us on today. And um, wow, we've had a lot of things that have been taking place in our country, a lot of things that have been taking place in, locally in our community. And um, man, I, it, there's just so much, right. you know, dealing with the, um, of course, the January 6th thing mm -hmm. that's taking place. And then, of course, uh, the shootings in Uvalde and Buffalo. But of course, you guys are both national or do some stuff nationally correct. and locally. Local, correct. So just jump on in and tell us what, ex what it is that you all do. Well, New Order is a national human rights organization. Uh, we're the voice for the voices. If your rights being violated, uh, we can bring you legal representation. We have a great youth and outreach department. Uh, we're not in this business um, to be seen. We're in this business to get solutions. You know, right. We're the old school organization you know when Dr. King and Malcolm you know when they speak they must be heard you know we always don't accept take no you know even when the, the mountain is high uh, we make sure that uh, it's David and Goliath you yes. know and uh, we always think when we take on the case we're eventually going to get justice you know so I just want to say it's not I but we I have on a t-shirt on the back say not I but we because I can't do this by myself you know we all in this together you know Everybody holds a, it's very important in this organization. You know, Rizzy from Ohio came down here. You've uh, got mail. Sorry about that. Didn't know nobody. But uh, when God brings people into your life that's on the same level as you, you know, we're about our business. This young lady I only know less than about maybe six or seven years. I seen her at another rally. Months. You know, months. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, something in her, I said, you know what, let me reach out to her. You know, right. things like that, and she's been from Secretary of State to to the spokesperson. You know, she's like my second voice when I'm not around. It, I wouldn't even be in this building was it wasn't for, for for Mika. You know, so I really appreciate all what you've been doing. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, she yeah she reached out to us, and she and I had a great conversation. Um, and uh, so here we are today right. uh, because of her. Uh, networking, networking skill set, <laughs> <laughs> being showcased and everything, and you know the great thing about what we do as these, you know, with these type of organizations is, um, yes, the networking, but the places that it takes us mm -hmm. and the differences that we make in the community mm -hmm. um, makes it worthwhile right. at the end of the day, right. you right. know. And I've uh, have enjoyed this journey myself. Um, much like the two of you have, and it just gives you um, more incentive just to keep moving forward. So, right. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So what is it that you guys are doing? Um, anything specific that you guys are <laughs> well, working we on? <laughs> uh, you know, Currently. we're getting cases across the country. You know, uh, right now we're working on a guy um, that is illegally incarcerated, you know, and we're not making the story up. We have documentation to prove our case. Um, so we're going to get him, get his freedom back. Uh, we also um, been working on several other stuff. For some reason, my, my mind is blank right now. 
but we just have a lot of stuff going on. But one thing about us, uh, when someone filed a complaint with us, you have to fill out documentation. It's a complaint form, you know, and if it get approved, uh, we move forward. Every complaint form don't get approved. We right. don't play with people's lives. You know, if we get involved, we want to make sure that we, we get victory at the end of the tunnel. You know, but I can tell you our business line is jumping right now because when you have an attorney out of South Carolina reach out to you, say, I've been seeing you or whatever, I'd like to meet you, whatever, and all he do is, you know, he, he sue people, which I understand. I know his what he wants to do. But he came to Atlanta and got on my radio station and seen some of the staff members. He was very impressed. And now he's involved. Nice. You know, I have staff members throughout the United States. You know, we're very close as a family. Matter of fact, on August 13th, we're having a meet and greet your New Order family because we know each other on Facebook, but in person, some of us don't know each other. Okay. But when a new staff member come on board, they treat it like they've been around for a while. You know, so one thing we're family first. You know, I don't really, I know this young lady, but I met her and she said, Gerald, you know, I've been in several other organizations. I've never been in an organization less than three weeks. They've been in the DA office. They've been inside the Cobb County Jail, um, several high-profile places. But I told her it's from hard work that I started here in Atlanta. It wasn't always like that. You know, you got to crawl before you walk, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And people are just coming in, coming in, but you're not coming in if you're not serious because... I would not go backwards. Right. You know, this is serious work. You know, my house and church was put on fire growing up, death threat calls. So I know how serious this can be. But I honestly say they're going to be here for the long run. You know, of course, uh, we addressed the case. Remember the nine year old little Shakur? It was a young girl. Uh, we have our own issues. Right. Uh, we was at, she got killed at the scene where, where Mr. Raymond was killed. And I, I remember his last name. I apologize. But. You know, when your rights are being violated, we don't care what color you are. Right. You know, um, of course, it's, you know, in our communities, it's mostly black and white, but lately it's been black on black. And we need to, because racism is never going nowhere. I always tell people, we're going to be angry about that to the rest of our life. But when you lose your life because you put too much mayonnaise on a sandwich, where's the outcry? It's always behind the scenes. But God gets me off my couch and Joe, you need to say something. There's some things that I know that people say, well, the system ain't for us, which I understand it's not for us. Right. But we've got to be just as angry because when we're killing babies, you're probably killing the next doctor, the next president of the United States, the next judge. Why are we not angry? Right. You know, that's our future and things like that. So I'm going to let my spokesperson say something because, you know, I'll talk the whole show. I don't know how long we got. So that's all right. We, yeah, it, we, we it's only fair. <laughs> I know she wants some, want to say something. Um, I just want to say that um, when I finally, when I was introduced to Gerald, I told Gerald with New Order family, it just gave me the motivation to go harder. I never was the type of person to give up. You know, I was the type of person to try to do things on my own, take cases, and it goes back to what he was saying. You can't do it by yourself. Right. And my first challenge and my first test was this case that I talked to you about over the phone, Mr. Walter Frank Coleman Jr. Um, he reached, He said he went through a couple organizations, and he said he was just sitting like, I was, I was like, nobody's acknowledging of what I'm going through. He said, I scrolled through your page and I seen you. He said, that's what made me hit you up. And one thing about 
Mr. Coleman is when he hit us up and he got that complaint form, he sent that complaint form back with all his facts. Right. You know, we try to tell people, you know, we we had it was three days, but we gave you five days. You know, people just dragged their feet. We don't go chasing cases. Cases come to us. But unfortunately, he's illegally incarcerated right now. We done reached out to everything, everybody that we needed to reach out for his behalf. It's like they basically buying time. And when I finally got the response back from the chief, Tinsley, of the parole board, it's like she want me to do her job by going to open records. I don't need, we don't need his whole record. We just need the part for the parole section as to how you violated this man and revoked his parole without a probable cause hearing. There wasn't no physical harm, no physical injury, no anything. He was never fingerprinted. Um, Y'all sent him in jail without a hearing and sent him straight to prison. So he said over two and a, half, a little over two years and y'all not telling him anything and he don't spoke to the counselor because we put pressure on them. We had a press conference at Central State Prison and you telling this man that he had a release date of last year. Why is y'all holding this man captive? It's crazy. We know the real reason why he's in hostage or kidnapping laws. It's like a um, he's like a political prisoner. Yeah. It's like Brittany Grimes. You know, I don't think she should be still in, in prison. You know, we're in Russia. You know, it's just the fact they know that they're nervous right now. Um, the staff is treating them differently, but you know, we ain't gonna keep we're gonna keep the pressure going. You know, and things like that. So um, we you got know, some work we, to yeah, do. We got a work to do, and like you said, we don't give up until we get a solution and victory. And it's not hard. We're releasing, demanding a release of him mm -hmm. because they know that they're wrong. The paperwork that we have, the facts, is fraudulent. It's fraudulent. Legal documents, I don't care what state it is, any legal documents have to have a signature. Nothing signed nothing by a judge. Is signed nothing signed by a judge. You're not judge making or this up. Wow. And I'm going to tell you, um, they say he violated in Massachusetts. All right. Um, but um, he was on probation in Florida. But he's in prison in Georgia. Hmm. And never did a, a, had a, a hearing. And how that came about is because from his first charge where he was incarcerated, he got paroled to his sister house, which is in Georgia. But the address that they had for him was an address he never lived at. Because once he got paroled there, the following day, he went to Florida and had it transferred. So basically, his the main parole was supposed to have been out of Florida, not Georgia. So what they did was they used the old address in Georgia that he never stayed at because Florida said they wasn't touching it. They don't have no reason to lock him up or, you know, incarcerate him or anything or issue no warrant. There was never a warrant issue. Wow. You're not making this up. You're wow. not making this up. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are on, you know, yeah. on top of it and everything because right. this could potentially save this man's life. Yes. Um, and it is at risk when anytime you're in prison, you're at risk. Right. Um, so that's a good thing that he has. Uh, an advocate on the outside who right. is looking out for his best right. interests and uh, is, you know, basically looking out for his life because right. he can only do so much himself. But right. it requires all of us to be a participant in life mm -hmm. and to be able to do things that are going to be uh, beneficial to those that we come across. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I like to say that, you know, 
I want to make a difference in someone else's life. Right. Um, I mean, really, that's what we all need to be striving for, you know, because um, at the end of the day, some, I come in contact with folk, somebody, I should be able to make some sort of difference or impression. Maybe it's good impression, maybe it's bad, but I need to be leaving an impression. So we're a type of organization, we all have social media, right? Yes, sir. And we can watch stories from a distance all day. But I'm a type of person, if I see something that's unjustly, and I'm not just going like, oh man, that's messed up. I'm gonna get to my research team, look, we need to look further in this, and let's jump on this. Right. You know, because social media is here for a reason. I don't want to know about your personal business and all that, but you know, you say that it's a bunch of mess, but that's your fault you accept these friends. Mm-hmm. That's not trying to do their part in the community. So when I see something, you know, like this situation at Subway, when a young lady uh, lost his life, uh, lost her life over some mayonnaise, you know, that's ridiculous. Why are we not angry over that? Right. You know, I don't, you know, I don't understand it, you know. But again, you're not gonna. Everybody's not going to um, like what you do. Right. You know, my dad always tell me if people ain't talking, you ain't doing nothing. Hmm. So obviously, you know, we doing something. Right. We can't save the world. You know, it's just the fact uh, we gotta. You know, we in we in Atlanta, Georgia, birthplace of Dr. King. You know, he didn't die for us to be killing each other and all this and that. We in partnership with the Nation of Islam. We're not even a Muslim, but she's a witness. Everywhere we go to unfamiliar territory. Guess who provides security? The nation of Islam. Yes, you know, so he said, she said nice. Mr. Sharif said, Mr. Rose, we black people first. We might disagree on our religious beliefs, but when I see an organization out there fighting for my people, we gotta work together. After that's why I like yes, Reverend Tim McDonald, who's over the ministry here at First Iconia Baptist Church. You know, he said I, you know, he was like a mentor to me when I first moved to Atlanta because I didn't know nobody. You know, things like that. So we have to network together. It's like we're the only organization that's not do that. Mm-hmm. But we're always upset when, we, when we're being um, mistreated wrong. You know, we unite on Facebook, but get off social media and do your job. Don't make right. Facebook videos all day. <laughs> you know, let's come together. And then, then we do have some, there's only a few of us there. Right. You know, but it's just kind of sad sometimes but you know we, we're not going to give up we can't give I just look at it like if, I, mean, I just look at it like don't don't cry about it if you're not going to stand up and be a voice about it and um, Mr. Coleman case he this basically like if, once we get the victory and the solution he's definitely going to be a role model to very smart to brother. speak out to brothers that still behind the wall like you know because when you get locked up they expect you just to lay down so he would be a good role model which he said he want to be when he come home because he could be a a living testimony to the ones that still incarcerated is don't lay down don't give up if there's hope still out there there's hope you got to start looking into your case more because he's a prime example of how people be wrongfully convicted and illegally incarcerated yes he said he volunteered to go into the hole at prison to work on this case. Okay. Wow, that's committed. That's so, and like I said, um, you got some people and they're innocent, you got some people and they're guilty. You don't get me wrong. I always say all police officers are not bad. We need them. Right. But the ones that's making bad decisions must be removed immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, because I wouldn't want to be no police officer. Yeah. You know, 
because it is a dangerous job, you know, because I know they want to come home to their family as well, too, but when you got the bad ones out here just out of control, like what happened to George Floyd, and I could just, we could go on and uh, Tremar Martin, I could go on and on and mix the good ones bad. Absolutely. But they just as blamed because they know you got bad ones on the force and they're not saying nothing. They have a cold that they don't, they don't say nothing. You know, things like that. But I just can tell you that um, we're not a perfect organization, but, you know, we're serious. Another case is coming across our table, a young man named um, Kevin Upkins, but she's been in prison for 14 years. And it's a small world. I, when she told me, man, it's another city. I said, I know Kevin. You know, but like I was telling we have to see the documentation first. You know, we just don't jump on everything because we're in this business to get justice. So, so tell me how, if I may ask this, uh, how long have you guys been doing this? How many, you know? To be honest, since like '94. But when I first moved to Atlanta, mm-hmm. I had a gap in between. I didn't just get down here and start doing an organization. You know, I had kind of see what was going on, and you know, God tapped me on my shoulder. It was like um, it's time to get up. I was seeing so much stuff going on now. I'm like, I know can't tackle every issue, but it was like, I know somebody needs to say something. Remember, I was just dealing with Cobb County alone. Right. I wasn't doing outside of Cobb, but Cobb alone was was a handful. You know, right now we have a black sheriff there, a black county commissioner, um, chief of police, you know, so I've seen how things has changed, but it's still the same mentality. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like you're getting these seats and you're still scared to um, do what you're supposed to do. Well, that which is doing what's right for the community. Right. It's politics. Yeah. Yeah, we're very proactive in the community. Right. Very proactive. Right. We don't just sit on Facebook all day, every five minutes. We actually just get out there. Right. Like like Gerald said, it's not all about protesting and rallying. Once in a while, yeah, but you're not going to get anything solved if you don't network and getting inside them doors, which right. y'all already had my family. <laughs> one of my staff members said, Gerald, I'm going to D.C. for the Poor People's Campaign with Reverend Barber. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's the mentality that we have, you know. And I, I just love it. I mean, it's, I know it's dangerous work if you're doing it the right way. You know, I'm quite sure all our phones are tapped, you know, because we, we will come, but we're coming with knowledge. <laughs> right. You know, that, that's, that. you know, you said it's, if you do it the right way, it's dangerous Correct. work. And if I if I can put it like this, our forefathers of the civil rights movement mm-hmm. uh, set the example of how to do it the right way. That's right. And they did pay. It was dangerous for them. They that's did right. receive death threats. And then, of course, we, as we all know that. Several was assa- were assassinated, right. um, but at the end of the day, they got results as that's well, result. and that's and that's the biggest thing of being able to do uh, advocacy advocacy work mm-hmm. is getting some results, mm-hmm. getting out there. But you got to pound the pavement. You have got, but you, you, when you think about it, and you look at how how for Dr. King, for instance, yes, great speeches, great sermons in the but church, he was but yeah. he was out in the streets. That's it. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself 
wasn't behind four walls. He was out in the streets. Right. And as the kind of organizations that we need to be associating ourselves with or and aligning ourselves with and networking with are organizations that are willing to be out in the streets. And that's the part that is It's not part time uh, either. It's that's a right. Full time job. That's right. Yeah. And you know, and it's really almost like a calling. And although a lot of us may not carry the title of apostle, bishop, mm-hmm. pastor, reverend, elder, uh, <laughs> evangelist, prophetess, or prophet, or whatever, right. uh, the fact of the matter is, if we're out there doing uh, the work, mm-hmm. then we're out there doing ministry. And that's the bottom line, because um, God is still going to be looking at the work. Did, are you doing the work? You know, and you know. So anyway, so I just you know I don't know. What, I'm not sure where that came from, but it's most important that we are out there doing the work, and we can't do the work by sitting inside the four walls. We have actually now rallies and so on. I, I get all of that. But sometimes you got to actually talk to the people. Thank you. I always tell you people that because I've been doing this too long. I'm not going to go backwards, just rallying, protesting, hollering, and getting no no movement. Right. You know, I like rallies and protests, but beyond, we pick our battles. You know, I went to a rally this past, um, what day was that? Uh, a couple of days ago, you know, and which I respect. they just getting started. I applaud all that, but I told them that you know, there's a process, you know, and uh, I'm not personally going to go out to these rallies and protest it's not doing nothing. Right. You know, we say black lives matter, but then this last couple of days we lose somebody, someone just darkens me over some mayonnaise. Um, okay, why are we not rallying that? All right. Please, racism is not going to stop. We got a lot of work to do on that. The system ain't for us. But when they killing us, us killing each other, you know, that's why every second Tuesday I go into a place called Georgia Works mm-hmm. where people just get out of prison, it's a halfway house, and give them encouraging words. See, we're inside the doors, you know what I mean? Giving, you know, hey, you're going to be somebody someday. You know, mentoring and stuff like that. Yes. That's the best way to do it when we're face-to-face talking to these people. Them the ones will support you, believe it or not. Absolutely. Like the young man... Um, the guy that we're helping inside the prison, he said, Mr. Rose, I want my membership because I've been there and done that. I'm an example. You remember the movie Scare Straight? Yes. That's what we can use him at. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I've never been personally, you know, in a situation like that. I can never send a message where he can. You know, so like she said, so we're not, he's not in here just begging us. He changed his life. The Nation of Islam, a lot of, they really kind of find them people that's been in car, they change their life. You know, you got to get them when they're down. So they can, that make the organization more powerful because they can send a message that we can't. Right. You hear what I'm saying? That's right. You know, when you behind the walls 24-7 and all that, you know, we going home, you know, we can eat anything that we want to eat. You know, when we live here, we're, we're free. Right. But when you're under right. somebody else's rules and... And things like that. That's that's, that's not going easy. on behind the walls. Cause I was an ex-correctioner, correction officer, excuse me, for uh, Georgia Department of Corrections and South Carolina Department of Corrections. And the things that go on behind the wall, I see why, like Mr. Coleman's situation, that's put him 
in jeopardy of anything to happen, you know, because he got to protect himself. Right. But at the same token, he shouldn't be going through that because he really shouldn't even be sitting in jail, period. He admitted his mistakes, you know. I mean, it ain't like he been innocent, you know. He admitted his mistakes, but right now, according to the documentation, he ain't did nothing. It's just the fact he's a black man. Come on now. Right. And to be honest with you, he's a black man. Was was dating a white female, a doctor. Okay. So when the police came to the scene, in their words, in my he's automatic guilty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm calling with it. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? But the documentation didn't prove it. That's where we got him. See. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to being able to hear more. Um, more about it so how can the people reach you okay well they used to have the personal cell phone number but they don't have that <laughs> because sometimes they don't know I might get calls mails and the stuff that that's a little crazy you know like for example I get to that in Rockdale County it's never been a Dr. King celebration Rockdale is that right yes right and, I read, and I was a part of making that happen I re- this before she joined uh, I received some stuff. I was like, wow, is it that serious? Hmm. You know, so now you have to get an 800 number. Okay. <laughs> so it's 1-800-346-5138, or you can visit our website at www.nonhro.org. Um, again, no one's going to save our children for us but us. Or you can call us at 1-800-346-5138. All right. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it for yourself. (laughs) Straight from the horse's mouth, as they say. And (laughs) we got a a Freedom Fest coming up July 2nd. But we don't, but we're a part Uh, of it. We're a part of it. New Order's going to go out and support. You know, we're going to go show support with you here for... We'll network with anybody if you're serious. All right. If you're out here playing... and that's, you won't get no handshake. And that's July 4th? Yes, at I won't be here. I'm going to be in New York. But one thing, when I'm gone, the show still goes on. Absolutely. Even though, yeah, but like I said, she set this. I didn't know nothing about this. Okay. You know, so if I wasn't here, she'd be doing all this. And I'm like, well, Mika, I've been like, Mika, where you at? I tell y'all, you working behind the scenes. <laughs> all right, all right. Y'all don't really know about hearing stuff. The like, success oh, of an organization or business shut down. lies in... Uh, those who we work with that are capable of handling uh, business on their own Mm -hmm. uh, while you happen to be away handling business. So uh, that's a great thing to be able to uh, have somebody like her on your side and everything. So I commend you both on on your success and what you're doing and everything. so I would be remiss if I didn't mention our up-and-coming gala. Okay. Uh, we are, so what is a Black Push uh, Night of Service inaugural gala, which would be July 16th okay. at the Omni Hotel. And uh, we're going to be celebrating a number of folks uh, like uh, Latasha Brown and Henry Hank Thomas, uh, Reverend McDonald, Reverend uh, okay. Shannon Jones, uh, Zanona Clayton, okay. um, uh, um, Ambassador Young, mm-hmm. Helen Butler. Oh, Helen, Scott. matter of fact, uh, I was up for a board <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, against Helen Butler, and I just moved out here, and I was, it's a privilege to be nominated. When I knew she was on the 
on the ballot. I went on to congratulate her before they announced it. She laughs as of today. <laughs> well, I tell you, well, these are well, the I know folks how to see both Joseph Lowry and all them. Yes. Revin Orange and all them. And she's on People's Agenda. Yes. Yeah, so I was... So she's we, doing great work. Yeah, well, we'll be we'll be uh, recognizing them on that day. Okay, she, she deserves it. So it's a black tie affair and everything. Okay. So you're selling tickets. Yes, yes, we are. You can go to uh, uh, Eventbrite mm-hmm. and uh, be able to get your tickets there. Uh, if you happen to be a corporate uh, uh, corporation, you're more than welcome to get a, a full table or two. Help yourself. We'll be more than happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but I think that's it for today. Anything else you want to say to the people before uh, to we... To my New Order family, I love you all. On August 13th, everybody's coming to town. We're having a meet and greet. Um, you know, we we love each other from a distance, but I know everybody can't make it, but I just for the ones that's coming, keep doing the work, not I, but we. I love you all. New Order for life. New Order for life. <laughs> all right. You heard it yourself. Uh, thank you uh, again. I'm James Henderson. Thank you for joining us, and um, have a wonderful, wonderful day. We have stepped into the baptism of this movement. Yes. And we are saying, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. You need feet. Here are our feet. You need arms. Here are our arms. You need a mouth to speak truth to power. Here is our mouth. Yes. You need a heart that loves justice, that loves righteousness, that loves mercy, and that hates evil and injustice. Here are our hearts. Now, Lord God, from this very moment, do a work that transforms us. Let us not rest until we see victory. Let us not sleep. Until we see victory, let us not sit down until we see victory. And so how can we stand? We'll stand by the power that you put in the man that sat in this room. We'll stand because of the anointing that you placed on him. And we're asking you to put it right now on this august moment. And we're asking that you let us multiply and let us grow to the far ends of this state. And throughout this nation, we pray now for your transformation, for your change, and for the victory that is ours.